Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. We have a better covenant upon better promises, and we have a better relationship with God. All these things we strive for and work for and hope for and pray for, we already have those things because Jesus gave it all to us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today is the end of my series talking about spirit, soul, and body. And I tell you, this is just a truth that has transformed my life. I'm praying that God is speaking to people through these programs, that you're receiving these truths, because if it does for you what it's done for me, man, it, you'll never be the same, and all of the people around you will never be the same. I tell you, this is powerful. I've got this book on this. I've got a book in English and Spanish. I got study guides. I've got an audio book that my wife read. I've got an illustrated version in cartoon format. We've got uh, programs that were taken directly from my television program. I've got a DVD that was taken from a meeting. I've got CDs. And these will just really, really make a difference in your life. And remember, today's my last day to make these offers over television. So please go to the effort of getting them today. You can also go to our website and you can get them absolutely free of charge. You can download them, listen to them, watch the programs on the website. But this teaching will change your life. And so this week I've been talking about the flesh versus the spirit. The scripture says that if you are in the flesh, you cannot please God. To be carnally minded is death. To be spiritually minded is life and peace. If you'll walk in the Spirit, then you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. The flesh lust against the Spirit, the Spirit against the flesh. They're contrary one to the other, and you cannot do what you want to. This is all describing that there is this battle going between the flesh and the Spirit. And I've spent a lot of time this week trying to define that because these are terms that a lot of people don't use, and they, they misunderstand them. I haven't got time to go back and do that today. But this is just saying that there's a war going on between the part of you that got born again, your born-again spirit that is now recreated in righteousness and true holiness as Jesus is, so are you in this world. He that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. You now have the mind of Christ. You've got the fruit of the spirit. All of these things in your spirit, you are absolutely perfect. You have the same power that raised Christ from the dead living on the inside of you, but it is in a body it's in this mortal flesh. Matter of fact, let me turn over and read this verse to you. I haven't used this, but this is out of 2 Corinthians chapter 4, and it says that uh, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. What this is talking about is we have this treasure, this born-again spirit that is identical to Jesus, has His mind, His power, His anointing, His faith, all of these things that we've talked about, but it's in an earthen vessel. It's talking about it's in a vessel. It's in a body that has weakness, has limitations on it. It's in a soul that has lack of understanding, wrong teaching, wrong attitudes, all of these things. It's this treasure inside of an earthen vessel. You are absolutely awesome in the spiritual realm, if you have made Jesus your Lord, you've been totally changed and you're a brand new person, but it's got to go through this soulish realm, your mental, emotional part, and through this body in order to get out. 
Did you know the moment I was born again when I was eight years old, my spirit was identical right then to what it is right now. My spirit hadn't grown. My spirit hadn't changed. It hasn't been injected with more power. I had the same power on the inside of me right then that raised Jesus Christ from the dead. But there has been a change. The change has been in the renewing of my mind. I HAVE BEEN STUDYING THE WORD. GOD HAS TAUGHT ME THINGS. I NOW UNDERSTAND THINGS I DIDN'T KNOW. THE SCRIPTURE SAYS, PROVERBS CHAPTER 23, VERSE 7, AS HE THINKS IN HIS HEART, SO IS HE. AND BECAUSE I HAVE RENEWED MY THINKING, ROMANS 12, 2, YOU GET TRANSFORMED BY THE RENEWING OF YOUR MIND AND YOU PROVE, YOU MAKE MANIFEST OF THE PHYSICAL SENSES, THE GOOD, ACCEPTABLE, AND PERFECT WILL OF GOD. BECAUSE I'VE BEEN DOING THESE THINGS, MY SOULISH REALM, I HAVE LEARNED HOW TO YIELD AND COOPERATE, AND GOD HAS TAUGHT ME THINGS THAT ALLOWS THIS TREASURE THAT'S IN MY EARTHEN VESSEL TO COME OUT. AND WE SEE GREAT THINGS HAPPEN. JUST, YOU KNOW, A COUPLE OF WEEKS AGO, WE SAW THIS BABY RAISED FROM THE DEAD. I GAVE TESTIMONY TO THAT AND STUFF. AND SO WE SEE GREAT MIRACLES HAPPEN, BUT I HAVE THE EXACT SAME SPIRIT THAT YOU HAVE IF YOU'VE BEEN BORN AGAIN. IT IS THE SPIRIT OF CHRIST THERE ISN'T, MY SPIRIT ISN'T GROWING, IT'S NOT CHANGING, IT'S THE FACT THAT I AM NOW RENEWING MY MIND AND SUBMITTING THE FLESH. I AM YIELDING MY FLESH. OR AS PAUL SAID, HE DENIED THE FLESH. HE MORTIFIED THE DEEDS OF THE FLESH. IN OTHER WORDS, HE WAS REFUSING TO RUN HIS OWN LIFE. HE WAS LETTING GOD, THE NEW HIM THAT WAS RECREATED IN THE IMAGE OF GOD, BE IN CONTROL. HE WAS LETTING GOD CONTROL HIS LIFE INSTEAD OF HIM CONTROLLING HIS LIFE. SO I'M SAYING ALL THESE THINGS TO SAY THAT THAT'S WHAT THIS FLESH VERSUS THE SPIRIT IS DESCRIBING. A PERSON WHO IS LIVING UNDER THEIR OWN WISDOM, UNDER THEIR OWN TALENTS, THEIR OWN ABILITIES, DEPENDING ONLY ON themselves, VERSUS A PERSON WHO IS LIVING BY THE SPIRIT OF GOD. AND I'M TELLING YOU, GOD WANTS YOU TO GO BEYOND YOURSELF. THERE'S MANY PEOPLE WATCHING THIS PROGRAM THAT YOU HAVE LIMITED WHAT GOD CAN DO IN YOUR LIFE BECAUSE YOU JUST ARE THINKING, BUT I'M NOT QUALIFIED. I DON'T HAVE THE ABILITY. I'M TELLING YOU THAT IF God, if YOU AREN'T TRYING TO DO SOMETHING THAT IS BIGGER THAN YOU, THEN YOU HAVEN'T FOUND GOD'S WILL FOR YOUR LIFE YET. GOD IS NOT GOING TO ASK YOU TO JUST DO FOR HIM WHAT YOU CAN DO. GOD IS GOING TO CALL YOU TO DO SOMETHING THAT'S BIGGER THAN YOU THAT MAKES YOU DEPEND UPON HIM. GET OUT OF THE WAY AND LET HIM DO IT THROUGH YOU. THAT'S THE WAY THAT GOD WILL SPEAK TO YOU. LET ME GIVE YOU AN EXAMPLE OF THIS HERE. IN THE SECOND CHAPTER OF THE BOOK OF JOHN, THIS IS THE VERY FIRST TIME THAT JESUS APPEARED IN JERUSALEM AND MINISTERED AFTER HE HAD BEEN ANOINTED WITH THE HOLY SPIRIT, YOU KNOW, WHEN HE WENT UP INTO THE MOUNTAIN AND WAS ON THE MOUNT OF TEMPTATION. AND WHEN HE CAME DOWN, THIS IS JOHN CHAPTER 2 AND IN VERSE 23, NOW WHEN HE WAS IN JERUSALEM AT THE PASSOVER, IN THE FEAST DAY, MANY BELIEVED IN HIS NAME WHEN THEY SAW THE MIRACLES WHICH HE DID. THIS INSTANCE DOESN'T TELL US WHAT MIRACLES THESE WERE. IT LISTS A LOT OF MIRACLES, BUT YOU KNOW, JOHN SAID, IF ALL OF THE THINGS THAT JESUS BEGAN BOTH TO TEACH AND TO DO WERE TO BE WRITTEN, HE SAID, I SUSPECT THAT THE WORLD ITSELF COULD NOT CONTAIN ALL OF THE BOOKS THAT COULD BE WRITTEN ABOUT IT. JESUS DID A LOT OF THINGS THAT WEREN'T RECORDED IN SCRIPTURE. THIS JUST SAID THAT THEY SAW THE MIRACLES WHICH HE DID IN JERUSALEM, AND MANY BELIEVED ON HIM. AND IN VERSE 24, IT SAYS, BUT JESUS DID NOT COMMIT HIMSELF UNTO THEM, BECAUSE HE KNEW ALL MAN, AND NEEDED NOT THAT ANY SHOULD TESTIFY OF MAN, FOR HE KNEW WHAT WAS IN MAN. 
NOW, IF YOU WILL STOP AND THINK ABOUT THIS, THIS IS AMAZING. THIS IS WAY DIFFERENT THAN THE WAY MOST PEOPLE WOULD DO IT TODAY. DID YOU KNOW MOST PEOPLE TODAY, if, IF YOU WERE A PART OF A CHURCH GROUP, AND IF, SAY, FOR INSTANCE, YOU WENT DOWNTOWN IN SOME PLACE, AND IF YOU SAW A PERSON RAISED FROM THE DEAD, OR A BLIND EYE OPENER, IF YOU SAW SOME MIRACLE HAPPEN, AND ALL OF A SUDDEN PEOPLE JUST, WOW, THIS IS AWESOME. WE WANT TO BE A PART OF THIS. I GUARANTEE YOU, MOST CHURCHES WOULD, would ENLIST ALL OF THOSE PEOPLE, HAND THEM tracts, HAVE THEM GO OUT AND TELL EVERYBODY, TELL EVERYBODY WHAT YOU'VE SEEN, AND SPREAD THE WORD, AND THEY WOULD HAVE USED THIS, AND THEY WOULD HAVE CAPITALIZED ON IT AND MADE THE MOST OUT OF IT. JESUS, HE DID NOT COMMIT HIMSELF UNTO THEM BECAUSE HE KNEW WHAT WAS IN MAN. IN OTHER WORDS, THIS IS JUST DIFFERENT TERMINOLOGY, BUT IT'S SAYING THAT HE KNEW THAT THEY WERE IN THE FLESH. THESE PEOPLE HADN'T BEEN BORN AGAIN YET. THEY COULDN'T BE BORN AGAIN UNTIL AFTER JESUS ROSE FROM THE DEAD. THESE PEOPLE HADN'T BEEN DISCIPLES. THEY HADN'T BEEN MATURED. AND JESUS WAS MORE CONCERNED ABOUT THE MINISTRY BEING QUALITY THAN QUANTITY. WE ARE JUST THE OPPOSITE. YOU KNOW, OVER IN 1 TIMOTHY CHAPTER 3, I'M NOT GOING TO TAKE TIME TO TURN OVER THERE, BUT IN 1 TIMOTHY 3, IT GIVES A QUALIFICATION OF ELDERS, HOW THAT THEY HAVE TO BE THE HUSBAND OF ONE WIFE, AND ALL OF THESE THINGS. AND IT GOES ON TO SAY THAT WHEN IT TALKS ABOUT THE DEACONS, THAT THEY CANNOT BE A NOVICE. A NOVICE MEANS A PERSON WHO HAS NEWLY COME TO THE FAITH. YOU COULDN'T PUT A NOVICE IN A POSITION OF LEADERSHIP. AND YET, I CAN GUARANTEE YOU, IN OUR CHRISTIAN CULTURE TODAY, WE DO THIS ALL OF THE TIME. WE TAKE SOMEBODY WHO'S GOT, YOU KNOW, AN ATHLETE THAT'S ALREADY GOT NAME RECOGNITION, OR WE'VE GOT PEOPLE THAT ARE, uh, YOU KNOW, uh, ACTORS, AND THEY'VE BEEN IN THE ENTERTAINMENT REALM, OR THEY'RE POLITICIANS, OR JUST ANYBODY WHO'S WELL-KNOWN, AND WE STICK THEM UP THERE AND MAKE THEM THE FACE OF CHRISTIANITY AND THINK, MAN, THIS WILL DRAW PEOPLE TO THE LORD. AND IT'S COMPLETELY CONTRARY TO WHAT THE SCRIPTURE SAYS ABOUT DON'T PUT A NOVICE, A PERSON NEWLY COME TO THE FAITH IN THE POSITION OF LEADERSHIP. YOU KNOW, THERE WAS A MAN, B.J. THOMAS. I DON'T KNOW ANY OF THESE THINGS PERSONALLY, BUT I'VE READ THEM IN ARTICLES. AND I REMEMBER WHEN B.J. THOMAS, HE'S THE GUY THAT WROTE THAT SONG, RAINDROPS KEEP FALLING ON MY HEAD. AND HE WAS JUST REALLY POPULAR. AND ANYWAY, HE HAD SOME KIND OF AN EXPERIENCE WITH THE LORD, AND HE PROCLAIMED THAT HE WAS BORN AGAIN AND THAT HE HAD TURNED HIS LIFE OVER TO THE LORD. WELL, IMMEDIATELY, THEY PUT HIM ON ALL THE CHRISTIAN TELEVISION. THEY PUT HIM ON THE TALK SHOWS. THEY BEGAN TO DO INTERVIEWS, AND THEY MADE HIM A SPOKESMAN FOR CHRISTIANITY, ALTHOUGH HE WAS A NOVICE, AND HE WASN'T SUPPOSED TO BE IN THAT POSITION OF LEADERSHIP. AND HE SAID SOME THINGS THAT WERE INCORRECT, NOT NECESSARILY EVIL OR BAD, BUT HE JUST, YOU KNOW, HE WAS A NOVICE. HE WAS NEW. HE DIDN'T KNOW SOME THINGS. AND BECAUSE HE SAID SOME THINGS THAT WEREN'T TOTALLY IN LINE WITH SCRIPTURE, WELL, THEN THE CHRISTIANS TURNED ON HIM AND began TO CRITICIZE HIM. AND BECAUSE HE WASN'T MATURE, HE GOT INTO THE FLESH AND FOUGHT BACK AND WOUND UP WALKING AWAY FROM ALL OF THIS STUFF. AND ALL OF THE PEOPLE WHO HAD BEEN IMPRESSED BY HIM SUPPOSEDLY COMING TO THE LORD, NOW IT WAS A NEGATIVE WITNESS. HE DIDN'T WANT ANYTHING TO DO WITH THAT. AND HE JUST DROPPED OFF THE ENDS OF THE EARTH, IT LOOKED LIKE. AND I DON'T REMEMBER THE EXACT TIME, BUT IT'S BEEN A NUMBER OF YEARS BACK I READ SOMETHING, AND B.J. THOMAS uh, DOES HAVE A RELATIONSHIP WITH THE LORD. AGAIN, I DON'T KNOW ANY OF THESE THINGS PERSONALLY, BUT I WAS JUST READING ABOUT IT. AND THEY WERE ASKING HIM ABOUT THIS TIME WHERE HE WAS OUTSPOKEN WHEN HE FIRST GOT CONVERTED, AND THEN HE WENT QUIET ON IT AND DIDN'T SAY ANYTHING. AND HE ATTRIBUTED IT TO THE FACT THAT HE WAS AN IMMATURE CHRISTIAN. HE SAID SOME THINGS WRONG. HE GOT IN THE FLESH. AND HE SAID HIMSELF, HE SAYS, THEY NEVER SHOULD 
have made me a spokesman for Christianity. I didn't know enough. I hadn't renewed my mind. And it hurt him spiritually, and I'm sure it hurt some other people. But see, this is what people would do today. If they saw miracles and it says these people believed on him, man, if Jesus would have been like the people today, he would have signed them all up. He would have had them go out and blitz Jerusalem because Jesus said himself that he came to bear witness to the Father, and he, his purpose in being here was to reach people and, of course, provide salvation for us through his death and resurrection. But he was out to reach people. He wanted people to come to him, and yet he wouldn't commit himself to these people who were believers, people who believed on him. Why? Because he knew what was in man. Another way of saying that is he knew what flesh was capable of. He knew that it would be better not to have any witness than to have a wrong witness. And yet, again, this is not the attitude that most people have. Most people do not hate the flesh. Most people don't hate their own abilities and stuff. Instead, they just think, well, maybe they aren't everything. I need God to interject them with a little bit of His anointing, a little bit of His power, but man, I am pretty awesome on my own. No, it's not like that. It's either flesh or it's spirit, but it's not a combination of the two. You, you don't just get God to anoint your flesh. You know, if I had time, we could turn to so many Old Testament scriptures, but you know, the scripture when, when God anointed somebody, it, you couldn't get that anointing. It couldn't come on the flesh. Uh, in the tabernacle, they had the tabernacle in the center of the nation of Israel, and the Levites, the priests, would all live round about the tabernacle so that it said that if any person who wasn't consecrated unto these things was to come, and if they were to touch the anointing oil or any of the holy instruments, they would be struck dead. And what it was showing was that there is a distinction between the holy and the unholy, between flesh and spirit. And no, you don't, you don't serve God in your flesh and ask God to bless it. The key to the Christian life is learning how to get out of the way and say, God, I have no confidence in the flesh. Just like Paul said in Philippians chapter 3, verse 3, I have no confidence in the flesh. I take, I seize and take captive all of these things that I have, have put my confidence in, all of my self-worth, my self, um, CONFIDENCE. I TAKE ALL OF THIS AND I JUST THROW IT ASIDE, AND FATHER, MY CONFIDENCE IS IN YOU. YOU KNOW, MOSES IS A GREAT EXAMPLE OF THIS BECAUSE HE WAS BEGGING TO SEE THE GLORY OF THE LORD OVER IN EXODUS CHAPTER 32 THROUGH 34, AND HE WAS BEGGING GOD TO SHOW HIM HIS GLORY, AND FINALLY GOD SAID, I WILL GO WITH YOU, AND I WILL GUIDE YOU IN THE WAY THAT YOU SHOULD GO. AND MOSES' RESPONSE WAS, LORD, IF YOU GO NOT WITH ME, I'M NOT MOVING FROM THIS SPOT. In other words, he was asking to see the glory of God, and God said, I'll go with you. And Moses said, no, I'm not taking that. It says, I was taking that for granted that you're going with me. If you aren't going with me, I'm not moving from here. Now, see, that is a humble attitude. That is an attitude that is dependent upon God. God, I'm not moving unless you told, tell me what to do. And yet most people aren't like that. Most people will ask God for direction, and if God doesn't just speak to them immediately, well then, okay, I'll do it on my own. And you go out there and make a total mess of things, and after you ruin things, then you come back and say, oh God, please help me, and you ask God to get you out of this mess. 
BECAUSE GOD LOVES US SO MUCH. HE WILL HELP US EVEN WHEN WE GO OFF THE RAILS AND DO THE WRONG THING. BUT IT IS FAR SUPERIOR TO REACH THAT PLACE THAT MOSES DID. GOD, I'M NOT MOVING UNLESS YOU GO WITH ME. YOU KNOW, WHEN WE WERE FINISHING OUT THIS BUILDING DOWN IN COLORADO SPRINGS, I BOUGHT THIS BUILDING FOR $3.2 MILLION, AND THEN I HAD A $3.2 MILLION RENOVATION THAT I HAD TO DO ON IT BEFORE WE COULD OCCUPY IT FOR OUR CARES BIBLE COLLEGE. AND THE LORD SPOKE TO ME ABOUT HOW THAT I WAS GOING TO DO IT DEBT-FREE. AND I MEAN, AT THAT TIME, OUR INCOME WAS MUCH LESS THAN IT IS NOW. IT WAS ABSOLUTELY IN THE NATURAL, TOTALLY, TOTALLY IMPOSSIBLE. BUT I BELIEVED IT WAS FROM GOD. I TOLD MY STAFF. I TOLD THEM WE WERE GOING TO GET THIS DONE DEBT-FREE. AND OF COURSE, IT WAS OBVIOUS THAT I NEEDED TO LET MY PARTNERS, I NEEDED TO TELL THE PEOPLE ABOUT THIS, I NEEDED TO LET PEOPLE KNOW WHAT WAS HAPPENING. AND I KNEW THAT THAT EVENTUALLY I WAS GOING TO HAVE TO DO THAT, BUT THE REASON I'M TELLING THIS STORY IS TO SAY THAT I JUST DIDN'T WANT TO DO IT IN THE FLESH. I DIDN'T WANT TO DO IT OUT OF MY OWN WISDOM, OUT OF MY OWN ABILITY, JUST BECAUSE WE HAD A NEED. I DIDN'T WANT TO WRITE IT. AND I LITERALLY SAT ON THIS FOR ABOUT FOUR MONTHS AFTER THE LORD HAD TOLD ME THAT IT WAS GOING TO BE DEBT-FREE, THAT MY PARTNERS WERE GOING TO SUPPLY, I KNEW EVENTUALLY I WAS GOING TO HAVE TO GO TO HIM, BUT I DIDN'T KNOW HOW TO DO IT. AND I WAS JUST WAITING AND SAYING, GOD, SHOW ME WHAT I NEED TO SAY, HOW I NEED TO GO ABOUT THIS. AND MY STAFF WAS SITTING THERE GETTING IMPATIENT, SAYING, WHEN ARE YOU GOING TO TELL PEOPLE WHAT YOU'RE DOING AND WHAT YOUR NEEDS ARE? AND I KNEW THAT I NEEDED TO DO IT, BUT I JUST HAD TO BE LED BY THE LORD. I DON'T, AGAIN, I DON'T HAVE THE WORDS TO DESCRIBE EXACTLY WHAT I'M TRYING TO GET ACROSS, BUT I NEEDED TO BE INSPIRED OF GOD, NOT INSPIRED OF NEED. THERE'S A DIFFERENCE. AND SO I WAITED FOR ABOUT FOUR AND A HALF MONTHS, AND THEN FINALLY THE LORD SPOKE SOME THINGS TO ME, AND I SAW CLEARLY EXACTLY WHAT I WAS SUPPOSED TO SAY. I SENT OUT A LETTER, AND IN 14 MONTHS, WE RAISED THAT $3.2 MILLION AND PAID FOR THAT RENOVATION DEBT-FREE, AND IT WAS THE GREATEST SUPPLY OF GOD'S... uh, uh, OF MY NEEDS THAT I HAD SEEN UP UNTIL THAT TIME. BUT YOU KNOW, IF I WOULD HAVE JUST WRITTEN THE LETTER AND TOLD MY PARTNERS ABOUT THIS OUT OF NEED INSTEAD OF OUT OF INSPIRATION, BY GOD, IT WOULDN'T HAVE HAD THE SAME IMPACT. I REMEMBER ANOTHER TIME WAY BACK IN THE BEGINNING OF OUR MINISTRY, AND I WAS VERY APOLOGETIC TELLING ANYBODY ABOUT OUR NEEDS, AND WE WERE IN A CRISIS SITUATION. AND I HAD MY STAFF, AGAIN, TELLING ME, YOU'VE GOT TO LET PEOPLE KNOW WE'RE BANKRUPT. WE ARE GOING TO HAVE TO GO OUT OF BUSINESS IF SOMETHING DOESN'T HAPPEN. THE NEED WAS DICTATING THAT SOMETHING BE DONE, BUT IT WAS THE SAME PRINCIPLE WAY BACK THEN. AND I JUST SAID, UNTIL GOD SHOWS ME HOW TO DO IT, I JUST CAN'T... I DON'T KNOW HOW TO DO IT. AND I DIDN'T DO ANYTHING. AND I KNOW A LOT OF PEOPLE CONSIDER THAT TO BE IRRESPONSIBLE, BUT I CONSIDER IT TO BE TRYING TO WALK IN THE SPIRIT AND BE LED AND INSPIRED BY GOD INSTEAD OF JUST DO THINGS BECAUSE THERE'S A NEED. SO ANYWAY, IT'S A LONG STORY, BUT I HAD A DREAM, AND IN THIS DREAM, GOD HAD TOLD ME EXACTLY WHAT TO SAY. I GOT UP, AND I WROTE NOT EVEN A FULL PAGE. I JUST WROTE A COUPLE OF PARAGRAPHS AND SAID EXACTLY WHAT GOD TOLD ME TO DO. I SENT IT OUT TO 1,500 PEOPLE IS ALL WE HAD ON OUR MAILING LIST BACK THEN, AND IN TWO WEEKS, 1,500 PEOPLE SUPPLIED, I FORGET THE EXACT AMOUNT, BUT IT WAS MORE THAN I NEEDED, AND THE NEED WAS MEANT BECAUSE IT WAS INSPIRED BY GOD. IT WAS it was BIRTHED FROM THE SPIRIT INSTEAD OF FROM THE FLESH. 
YOU KNOW, YOU COULD USE SO MANY OTHER EXAMPLES. ABRAHAM IS AN EXAMPLE OF THIS. GOD TOLD HIM THAT HE WAS GOING TO HAVE A SON AND THAT THIS SON WOULD PROVIDE HIM WITH ENOUGH CHILDREN THAT IT WOULD BE LIKE THE STARS IN THE SKY OR THE SANDS OF SEA, THE SANDS ON THE SEASHORE. AND ABRAHAM GOT IMPATIENT AND TRIED TO HELP GOD, AND HE HAD A CHILD OF THE FLESH. HE HAD AN ISHMAEL. He, had, HE WENT INTO HIS WIFE SARAH'S HANDMAID, AND THEY CONCEIVED, and, AND SHE HAD A SON, BUT IT WASN'T THE PROMISED SON. AND THE SCRIPTURE, ESPECIALLY GALATIANS 3, THERE'S A NUMBER OF PLACES IN SCRIPTURE THAT TALK ABOUT THE CHILD OF THE FLESH WILL NOT INHERIT WITH THE CHILD OF THE PROMISE. THAT THAT CHILD OF THE FLESH, THAT WAS SOMETHING THAT ABRAHAM DID THROUGH HIS OWN ABILITY IN THE NATURAL REALM, AND IT PRODUCED AN ISHMAEL WHO WAS THE FATHER OF ALL OF THE ARABS, AND THE ENTIRE ARAB-ISRAELI CONFLICT THAT WE SEE TODAY HAPPENED BECAUSE ABRAHAM WAS IN THE FLESH TRYING TO ACCOMPLISH A GOOD DESIRE. GOD HAD TOLD HIM HE WOULD HAVE A CHILD, SO HE WAS TRYING TO HAVE A CHILD, BUT HE DID IT BY THE FLESH INSTEAD OF BY THE SPIRIT, AND IT CAUSED HIM GRIEF, THERE WAS CONFLICT BETWEEN HAGAR AND SARAH. THERE WAS CONFLICT BETWEEN ISAAC AND ISHMAEL. AND THERE WAS ALL OF THIS DIVISION THAT STILL, THOUSANDS OF YEARS LATER, IS STILL IMPACTING THE WORLD TODAY BECAUSE A PERSON DID SOMETHING IN THE FLESH. I'M TELLING YOU, THERE IS A GOD WAY TO DO THINGS, AND THERE IS A FLESHLY, NATURAL, CARNAL WAY TO DO THINGS. AND SAD TO SAY, MOST PEOPLE JUST DO THINGS OUT OF THEIR OWN ABILITY INSTEAD OF THE SPIRIT. IF YOU GET HOLD OF THIS TEACHING THAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT, AND IF YOU UNDERSTAND THAT IN THE SPIRIT YOU HAVE THE MIND OF CHRIST, THAT YOU HAVE A SUPERNATURAL POWER FROM GOD, AND ONCE YOU BEGIN TO UNDERSTAND THESE THINGS, THEN YOU START LIVING FROM THE SPIRIT. AND EVEN THOUGH THE the FLESH, THE NATURAL REALM MAY BE SCREAMING AT YOU, AND YOU MAY BE IN A CRITICAL, URGENT SITUATION, YOU JUST SIT THERE AND REFUSE TO LET CIRCUMSTANCES DICTATE WHAT YOU DO. YOU LIVE OUT OF YOUR SPIRIT. YOU WALK IN THE SPIRIT INSTEAD OF IN THE FLESH. I'M TELLING YOU WHAT I'M SAYING IS EASY. WELL, LET ME REPHRASE THAT. IT'S SIMPLE. IT'S AS SIMPLE AS JUST GOING BY WHO YOU ARE IN CHRIST AND LEARNING HOW TO LIVE OUT OF THE SPIRIT INSTEAD OF OUT OF THE FLESH. BUT IT'S NOT EASY. THE HARDEST THING YOU'LL EVER DO IS GET TO WHERE YOU WALK BY THE SPIRIT WHICH IS THROUGH THE WORD OF GOD, THE WORDS THAT I SPEAK UNTO YOU, THEY ARE SPIRIT AND THEY ARE LIFE. JESUS SAID THAT IN JOHN 6, 63. AND WHEN YOU START CONTROLLING YOURSELF BY THE WORD OF GOD, THAT'S BEING CONTROLLED BY THE SPIRIT INSTEAD OF BY YOUR KNEE-JERK REACTIONS AND YOUR FLESH AND YOU TRYING TO GET IN AND FIX THINGS AND MAKE EVERYTHING HAPPEN. IF YOU CAN LEARN TO WALK IN THE SPIRIT INSTEAD OF IN THE FLESH, IT WILL LITERALLY TRANSFORM YOUR RELATIONSHIP WITH GOD. I'VE GOT A LOT MORE TO SHARE ABOUT THIS. IT'S ALL IN THIS BOOK. I REALLY ENCOURAGE YOU TO GET THIS. I PROMISE YOU THIS WOULD TRANSFORM YOUR LIFE. IT CERTAINLY HAS MINE. ANDREW'S COMPLETE TEACHING TITLED SPIRIT, SOUL, AND BODY IS AVAILABLE IN A CD AS SEEN ON TV, DVD, OR IN A LIVE DVD ALBUM, AS WELL AS A BOOK, AUDIO BOOK, OR STUDY GUIDE. Also available is the Spirit, Soul, and Body Illustrated DVD. This unique DVD illustrates the main points of the entire teaching in a few short minutes. This exciting tool makes it easy to introduce Andrew's foundational teaching to anyone, even a child. Andrew himself has been amazed at how quickly and clearly this teaching can be brought to life through animation. 
you can get these products in the Spirit, Soul, and Body package. This package includes the CD or DVD album, the book, audiobook, study guide, as well as the Spirit, Soul, and Body illustrated DVD. This package has a catalog value of $110, but you can get it today for only $79. The Spirit, Soul, and Body book is available for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide this book free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. We want to say a special thank you to the Grace Partners of Andrew Womack Ministries. Your gifts make it possible to put free ministry materials into the hands of many people in need. If you're not already a Grace Partner, we ask you to pray about becoming one today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. This is the last night of our 2019 Healing Is Here conference, and I tell you, it has been spectacular. We had people stand up that said that they had been healed, and I'm sure that there was over a thousand people who stood up to say that they had been miraculously healed. And we had people come out of wheelchairs. We had people with heart problems, heart valve problems that were healed, people with, uh, I don't know, you name it. So if you've missed any of this, you know, you will be able to go to gospeltruth.tv and we will have archives of this conference on there. Uh, you can also sign up for next year. And I think one of the things that made a difference this year was the people came and they were excited that from the very first note of the first song, people came expecting their miracles. And I tell you, when you place a demand like that on the Lord, things happen. If you weren't a part of this, if you didn't see it by our live stream, well then go check it out. And next year, plan to be with us in 2020 for our Healing Is Here conference in August. You'll be blessed. Karis, an accredited Bible college in the beautiful town of Woodland Park, has been changing people's lives for over 25 years. The people here are so like-minded. They want to help you grow. These are people who genuinely care about you. They want the best for you. Be prepared to be blown away with the teachings. It's not just a season in your life. There's no way you can't change. You can't really go wrong going to a place that you get to sit and listen to the Word for four hours a day. Being under the Word that much just allowed God to pour so much into me. If you feel supernatural peace about coming to Karis, that's God. I know you're like, how, when, where, all these questions, just do it. The Lord will provide. I was doubting and second guessing it, but when I took that step of faith, immediately like things were provided. Just being around like-minded believers, teachers who are there for you and ready to talk to you at any moment and answer your questions, there's just nothing like it. Just follow the leading of the one that you serve, and that's always gonna be the right direction to go. Go to karisbiblecollege.org to register today. 
I want to invite you to come to our facilities in Woodland Park, Colorado on December the 13th through the 15th. We are going to be having our Heart of Christmas musical. This is something you can do that I guarantee you will put Christ at the heart of Christmas.